welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast, where we chat money, mindset, and a little bit of muscles. I am so freaking excited you are taking the time to hang out with me today because there are so many other things you could actually be doing. You could be dancing in a rainstorm. You could be playing with your cat's new crinkle toys. You could be doing literally anything else, summer-related, spring-related, protest-related, activism-related, you could be doing all of the things, but you were taking the time to hang out with me, and I'm so, so thankful. So on today's episode, we have Miss Asia Dawn. She is a relationship coach to help all y'all single ladies go from feeling bad about being single to thriving, confident, and living your absolute best life without anyone to tell you otherwise. I am so excited to dive deep into this episode with her. So let's do this. Welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast, y'all. I have Asia Dawn with us, and we connected just kind of by chance off of Instagram. I've been recording this podcast for a couple months, and one of my friends was like, hey, you haven't had a relationship coach of any kind on there. You should do that because there's so much of my audience that is single. I have some of my friends who are recently single going through breakups, and they were like, you just need to talk to somebody about these things. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me go to the magic of Instagram, and I found someone who I just fell in love with her post. We had mutual connections and I was like, let's just see if she'll get in on here with us guys. And so she was gracious enough to say yes. I am so freaking excited. One of my best friends is literally sending me her content like every day. This speaks to me. I love this and I am just consumed with it. I'm married, but for all my single ladies out there, this one's for you. I'm very excited. Miss Asia, if you could just tell us your story, how you got here. I've, I've done my stalking, but they don't know you yet. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's such a lovely introduction. I love Instagram too. So I love all the connections on Instagram happening. So yeah, my story, quick summary. Um, I was in a relationship with someone for eight years before he proposed. We were living together. It was, you know, the bulk of my twenties. And then we got married after nine years being together. And then two and a half months into our marriage, he told me that we had made a mistake to get married. And as you can imagine, that was completely shocking and just turned my whole world upside down. I just had this big, beautiful wedding that my family had paid for. I still had unopened wedding gifts. I was supposed to be this new bride. And just like, I I feel like I never really got the chance to be married. So really that defining moment happened. And from that moment on, it's really just like, I feel like it's this new wave of my life. So really what I did, of course, I was grieving and confused. And the whole process with him took about a year and a half. But once I was finally able to let go and really just start to prioritize myself, I was like, what makes me happy? My job's not making me happy. I was a corporate brand manager for a beauty brand. And I quit my job after my divorce. I bought a one-way ticket to Quito, Ecuador randomly. I just was like, I want to go somewhere where I can practice my Spanish. I want to leave my life in San Diego behind. I just want to get away, kind of start fresh, you know, kind of like an eat, pray, love thing. I just wanted to get away after my divorce. And so I took this trip and along the way, I just realized it was super healing for me. And I started to meet people and they would ask me like about my story. And at first I was really ashamed to share it. And then along the way, it became more and more empowering and it became more and more of a part of me and something I'd overcome. And like, wow, you're so brave. You're just traveling by yourself. And I was traveling. I backpacked for a year by myself, took buses, local transport all the way up 
to Mexico City where I finished. But along the way, I'll never forget it. One girl who I'm now dear friends with asked me in Nicaragua, have you ever considered becoming a life coach? And I was like, what's a, I don't even know what a life coach is. It wasn't really booming at the time. And it was something I really could have needed. Like I really could have used that when I was going through my divorce. Um, I had therapy, which was great. But when I learned about that, I was already diving into my spiritual journey, meditation, Gabby Bernstein, doing all the work on myself. That when I got back to the United States, I took some coaching certifications. I mapped out a plan. I launched my own relationship coaching business for single women and moved to Mexico City because I wanted a fresh start and I fell in love with Mexico City. And that was a little over two years ago today. And I'm still here in Mexico. That's so freaking cool. So first off, I love Ecuador. So my husband, he was a missionary when he was younger and he did his whole mission in Ecuador. He loved it. He loved it. He had such a good time. He's backpacked in South America a couple times. I don't know if he's ever been to Mexico City. We always wanted to go to Mexico. So I'm a little jealous that you're there. It looks beautiful all the time. So that's so exciting. And then I'm so jealous of Nicaragua. That's been literally on my bucket list dream board for like five years now. Oh, I'm so ready to go. I'm so ready to go. Yes. I think I've been to Ecuador three times, Nicaragua twice. So there's some countries that just really stand out. I feel like we could do a whole episode on solo travel. I love to talk travel too. (laughs) And I love that you, you decided to go travel. I like a couple years ago, like I had a very bad breakup and basically had my quarter life crisis and was like, well, I'm single. There's nothing holding me here. And I rehomed both my cats, got rid of all of my stuff and I moved to Alaska. And then every six months for the next couple of years, I moved to different states. I do Alaska in the summer, different states. And I was like, well, I'm single. I'm not in a crappy relationship anymore. So I'm going to just do it. So that's travel is so, so therapeutic. And I always tell all my friends, I'm like, even if you don't move somewhere new after a breakup, just leave. Like if you're just staying in the exact same town, you're seeing the exact same people directly after the breakup while all of it's happening, just go somewhere else. It'll be so cathartic for you to not be in the same environment. So Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I love that so freaking much. Your ex-husband's an idiot, but I'm going to just say that. He's an idiot, but I am very, I guess, thankful for him for the good work that you're doing now for people. Cause there's no, yes. cause there's really not enough people that are talking about that it's okay to be single. Like it's literally okay. You don't have to be in a relationship. Cause that was what I was told my whole life. Like you need to date and get married. Like you shouldn't be single. And I was looked down on for being single all the time. And, yeah. And now some of my friends who got married right out of high school are getting divorced and I'm like yeah so I waited it was fine so when you're dealing with your new clients like when ladies are coming to you and what do you see them struggling with most when they're single but they're not ready to start dating like what is something that they just struggle with so so badly in that space yeah it's it's a time where you want to get 100% confident where you're at and accepting of where you're at but so many women are not and I think that's the biggest thing that holds them back especially if they are looking to be in a relationship at the time they have so much resistance to being single but really what it's all about is embracing your single status and getting to know yourself on a deeper level and giving yourself everything that you would want to get from a relationship because if you can't give yourself that love if you can't give yourself that you know affection attention take yourself out you know if you're just waiting for someone else to do all that for you you're just like bypassing this beautiful chapter of your life and so I think 
they come with just, oh yeah, no, it's just single. I just, I'm bored or I'm not hundred percent confident. And that's the biggest thing. It's the mindset around being single, because like you said, it's really programmed in our society and our upbringing that there's something wrong with us if we're single. Like I'm in my mid thirties. And so had you told me at 25 that I'd be single right now at 36, I would have been like, oh no, what happened? Because I thought the same thing. Like, no, you're supposed to get married and be with someone. And like, there's something wrong with you if you're not. So true. It's very, like when I was younger, I didn't really see it like a bad thing. Like I dated often. I was a serial dater, serial hookup person, but like long-term, I didn't see necessarily anything wrong with like not being married. I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll find somebody that I can put up with, hang out with all the time, and that'll be great. But at that, like for all of my early 20s, I was just in these like terribly toxic relationships because I was like, well, I don't really want to be alone. Alone, and this seems easier because at some point dating is easier than like trying to hook up with somebody every week and so mm. I kind of got stuck in that trap and I worry that people I know are in the same boat do you really like this person or are you just trying not to be alone because I spent a good two years by myself after I moved to Alaska I didn't date anybody zero serious relationships so when I like met my husband a couple years later I was like okay I can do a real relationship I've been alone I've had a great time alone I got to do whatever I wanted and I mean I still can do whatever I want he's a thoroughly supportive husband if I was like so babe I'm gonna book plane tickets and I'll see you in like two weeks he'd be like all right text me <laughs> that you don't die which is just a vital thing for my existence was finding someone who lets me travel and like doesn't care and is supportive but I worry for like my friends that they're not going to find that and they're just gonna settle how do you help ladies I guess not settle like when they're ready to start dating how are you helping them change their patterns of maybe dating the wrong kind of people, just dating someone just to date someone. Is that something you guys work on? Yeah. It, you know, you bring up such a good point when you said you were single and you weren't dating anyone because there's single and there's like single. So when women come to work with me at first, I highly encourage them that they take a dating detox and for at least a month and really just date themselves and get to know themselves on a deeper level and understand what they like, what they dislike. And as they do the healing work. So I do a a lot of my approach to coaching is very holistic. So there's a lot of meditation and energetic shifting and just releasing of the past, right? Forgiveness work, forgiving of yourself, huge for repeating those patterns, for example, and thinking that, you know, you're never going to meet anyone better. And so you continue to settle. But when you get, again, 100% happy and confident with where you're at, you are not going to settle. Like you just absolutely won't because you know you're worth so much more. So, but you have to really believe that you're worthy of that. And that's a lot of the work that we do. So if you are dating and just to kind of be like, oh, I just need someone around or I just want to hook up or I just want someone to take me out. I just want to feel like you're getting your worth from an outside source. Source, it's really all about pausing that behavior and actually being alone with yourself for a period of time without dating. So that when you do start to date again, your standards are much higher and you have a much bigger understanding of like the red flags and things that, you know, patterns you've repeated before. So this was not one of the questions that I had sent you, but I feel like it should have been as I'm thinking about it now. Is there a place for hookup culture in our life right now? Have we kind of devolved? So like my grandparents, they literally met, they were together their entire lives. They met at like 18, got married, they were together. Like my parents met, my mother was like in her 20s. They were together like their whole life. She dated a little bit, but like that was really it. And then I'm out here just like, I've had so many serious boyfriends, so many just random boyfriends. But 
but what I'm seeing, like, my younger friends, Tinder, oh, you're just out for a hookup, like, that's it. Like, where does hookup culture play into the idea of, like, staying single? What Mm. is hookup culture in our life right now? Should we be leaning into it because, you know, we're, like, taking control of it? Or should we be pulling back from it to, like, have real relationships, even if it's a little more effort? Ooh, I like this question. Um, It's really, I'd say, dependent on where you're at in your own personal journey of singledom and what you're looking for. So for me, along the way, you know, after my divorce, there was no way I was letting another man come near me or talk to me. I was very, very single for like a solid year because I was very broken and just just wanted to heal. And part of my healing was not to jump back into something else where I know other people will just jump from person to person because they don't want to feel alone. I don't think, I will say, I don't think that's the answer, jumping from person to person. But let's just say you've just been single for a while and you do have a goal of like, you want to be in a serious relationship with the right person when you meet them. I, you know, if you've been going down that path of just like tender hookups and whatever, because it's fun for you, great. And if that still continues to be fun for you, fantastic. There's just different sides to it. So like, if you really do have the intention of meeting someone and you're like actually ready to enter into that partnership and when you meet the right person, you need to go into the dating or the hookup, whatever it is, which most likely should be not just a hookup with the intention. There's so much intention and mindset behind it. So if you're getting on a Tinder just to like hook up, that's what you're going to find. But if you're getting on Bumble or if you're going out to a restaurant, non-COVID times, you know, and, and hanging out like, and you have the intention of meeting someone potentially that, you know, you would like to date, calling in the right energetic match for you, that sets a totally different intention. So I've had plenty of hookups and that was part of my healing journey along the way, like little flings, little casual things like vacation ships, you know, all the fun stuff. But then when I was like, you know what, I'm actually really ready to call someone into my life now again, like after my divorce, then the intention behind dating was like completely different. That's so good. I definitely like the idea of the intention setting, because if you're getting on Tinder to meet the man of your dreams, it could happen. I know people who have met on Tinder who are dating, but that's maybe not the place for it. But if you're getting on Tinder because you're looking for somebody to buy you dinner and then to rock your world for a couple hours, you never have to see them again. That's kind of what it's there for. So I like the intention setting Like, you know what you're going in to get. You just have to decide one way or the other. You can't be both looking for your perfect Prince Charming who's going to treat you right and a 2 a.m. hookup who will probably not talk to you tomorrow because their intention is it's a hookup and that's what they think it is. Yeah, and you're also sending out very mixed messages to the universe about what you want when you're doing that. So just be clear on what you want. And there's no right or wrong like phase of life to be in. Just embrace where you're at. And if that's what you want to do for a couple months, like I say, have fun. Absolutely. Have fun know what you're doing, know what your intentions are. I definitely like the sending universe vibes out there because I was sending out for a long time, like, I just need tacos and some action. And then as I got older, I was like, you know, I would like to meet somebody who doesn't need to sleep with me every night, but like still wants to cuddle and hang out and go on adventure. Because those are usually two very, very different worlds and space that people are in. So I love that. Since you brought up COVID, Um, in like the restaurant life. I know for some of my single friends, they have been losing their 
dang freaking mind trying to social distance, stay isolated. Has this been a good thing for some of your, like for your clients because now they actually have the time and they have no other option? but to focus on being single, doing the work for themselves, making themselves happy, or has it sort of kind of backfired and they feel more alone? How are you helping them through literal self-isolation? Well, you really nailed it because, well, first of all, being alone right now, you actually still have a choice. You could completely distract yourself and not do any of the work, or you could like mindlessly swipe and just like message people on dating apps. But the women that I'm helping with, and I'm going through this beautiful group coaching program right now with clients is 100% turning inward, right? So we can't go outward. We're turning inward. We're focusing on ourselves. We're really doing the work and peeling back the layers and continuing to just let go of the past, release the exes, forgive the exes, forgive ourselves, and then really just making that space like physically in your home making space and then energetically making space just in your mindset, all of it right now. It's a beautiful time to do that. And so if someone's really struggling, I mean, that's why I put together this community and this group program because I knew there were so many women that were feeling alone and single and kind of panicked about it. And that said, there's also a big difference between being lonely and alone, loneliness and aloneness. So if you can get comfortable shifting from feeling really lonely and just really needing that human connection to embracing your aloneness and enjoying the time that you have with yourself and getting to know yourself on that deeper level, it's going to feel a lot more manageable and actually fun. And I'm not saying we don't need human connection, we do. So when you're feeling super down and lonely, Zoom a friend, like get on the phone with someone, find that supportive community where you're uplifting each other. But if you are just reaching out to your other single friend, you're just all like very upset about being single and just taking it down this rabbit hole that's really not doing any good for you at all. So I highly recommend that you find the right people for support, whether it's like a positive friend or, you know, a community, a coach, just so you don't go down that negative spiral of like, oh my gosh, I'm alone. I don't know how long this is going to last. But it's been a really good time, actually. I've, I've really enjoyed spending this time alone, taking a break from dating. I actually just went through a breakup in uh, a few months ago. So right before quarantine very interestingly enough. Goodness, there are so many things to unpack. I feel like even being married in quarantine is a lot. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of me that has a lot of single friends who's like, oh, you didn't have to see someone 24 hours a day, every day, all day. That sounds awesome. That sounds freaking awesome. I love my husband to death, but never in our entire life together have we spent this much time together because we've always been working outside of our house. So it has been a crash course adjustment. So I honestly envy a lot of my single friends. I'm like, that's cool. You, You get to like hang out alone and you just like you get to feed yourself and you don't have to like make small talk 24 hours a day please sign me up please <laughs> sign me up but I feel like it's been so valuable also for or like my best friend who's been single who's gone through a lot of really awful breakups over the last couple of years because she's finally like oh I'm good I don't need anybody and I'm just like yes yes you are you're amazing and you don't need some dude to tell you that but it's a yes. lot of work to get there so when when you're clients are like coming to you and really like in a lot of other aspects of their life, they're doing great. Like they're doing great at their job and their family and their friendships are really good, but they literally have tied all of their worth into why doesn't this partner love me? How do you help them break through that? Money makes you greedy. 
Money makes you selfish. Money is the root of all evil, right? When people have more money, they're not good people anymore. Money changes people. What if we could change all of these crazy negative connotations for the good? What if money makes you more charitable? What if money allows you to give back? What if money lets you help more people? If you're currently living in a negative mindset of scarcity, of fear, of disdain, we need to work on that. You know you do. You're going to feel so much better. And the first step to doing that is being surrounded by the right kind of money community. And I don't mean what your banking institution is. I don't mean your CPA, your super awesome accountant. And I don't mean that person that you met in college who maybe manages some books. I mean a real money community where you can ask money questions, get support, for your debt-free journey, celebrating your small wins, and celebrating your big wins, as well as learning about money manifesting, changing your story, and becoming the best money you possible. So if you're looking for your new money community, I have it for you. It's my Money Works Tribe on Facebook. The link is going to be in my bio, and I cannot freaking wait to see you there. Yeah, that's a big one. We like women tie a lot of worth in relationships. And I've also noticed if they're not in relationship, they tie a lot of their worth into their success in career, for example. And that's a difference in the masculine and the feminine energies. And there can be a bit of a balance there, but it's really learning how to cultivate that worth and knowing that you're inherently worthy just by being you, just by being here. And I know that's just like, okay, Asia, easier said than done. And that's why it's a process. But I would say that that, you know, it's really digging deep and just understanding that you get to give yourself all of that love first. And like when you truly do love yourself, you are going to attract a partner that loves you just as much, if not more. But it's right now, if you're attracting someone and you're trying so hard to get them to love you, for example, and they don't, you get to take a look in the mirror and be like, how much do I really love and value and appreciate myself? because everything really is a mirror. So the work does start with you. And I know it's not the most glamorous response or the most fun thing to hear, but it's true. And the great news is the only thing you can control is yourself. So that is great news in that. I love that response that you get to give you the love first. That's so important. Like we, like I hear it all the time. Like I heard it all the time. Like if you don't love yourself, how is anybody else going to love you? And my argument was, well, if they love me, I can love me too because I'm lovable if someone else loves me. So that is definitely something that I now say to other people. I'm like, do you love yourself? Do you? Can you, can you, can you find good things about you that are not attached to how other people see you, how a spouse, how a partner, how anyone else sees you. And it's hard. It's scary also. When our whole lives were coached that we need to be a certain way so other people will like us, it's scary. Being single is scary and it's there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty around it but like anything else i mean nothing lasts forever right so that's good and bad and right like you you don't know like i mean i got married thinking i was marrying one person (laughs) too so we have to remind ourselves that like there is i mean life is just there's uncertainty and so just learning how to embrace where you're at in the very 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 present moment then you're not going to be so worried and caught up in it but when we start to go to the future that's when then anxiety comes up 
up. So if we can just be clear that we, where we're at in the present moment and just work on cultivating that environment, like feeling good, feeling loved, feeling joyful, playful, whatever it is, cultivating your own sense of adventure, right? Like you love solo travel. I love solo travel. We both, like we created that for ourselves. We weren't waiting for someone else to give us adventure through solo travel, you know? Yes. Thinking of that and just like where you said, like you thought you would be married to like the same person. And I always hear like divorce rates are so high. Why would you get married? Because 50% of marriages end in divorce. And I'm just thinking about that now in terms of divorce isn't a bad thing. If you're getting out of a bad situation, there's so much stigma attached to that. And I don't think that anyone gets married with the expectation of getting divorced or you wouldn't do it in the first place but dating divorce seems like you didn't try hard enough or why didn't you make it work or why why this why that and there's just so much like blame when it's really like well I was just trying to get into a better situation it wasn't serving us anymore people are getting divorced more and more now to almost better their lives because if they can't grow and do it together it is better for them to separate so even when I do see like really high divorce rate numbers I'm like well maybe that's what's best for them they were together and now they're not together and they might thrive so much more from those experiences like you are do you think that what do you think is like the biggest factor in divorce these days a lot of times people say it's money I think that's crap because I don't think money is a good reason to get divorced I think it is that kind of like growth and one person wants more than the other in some aspects have you noticed that with clients did you go through that yes um well, first of all, we never know what's really going on right behind the scenes of people's lives. We don't know the full story. We might just hear part of it. You know, your audience, they heard one part of my story and they don't really know why he said we made a mistake. Like, right? There's going to be like, whoa, you were together for nine years. What the heck? So there's just so much there. But I would say a lot of the clients that I work with, it's really, that's the thing. One of them has, okay, there's two things. One, there's betrayal, some sort of betrayal. The person is just cheating, lying, some sort of betrayal. Or two, the other, one person's growing and the other person just isn't. They don't see that as a priority or they're growing in different directions. So you nailed it really with the growth, like on two different areas or just right. Like even in my last relationship, he was really into growth and trying to like better himself. And he was really into growth, especially dating a coach, poor guy. But ultimately it was just like, I wasn't getting everything I needed from him. And I like have a lot of awareness and have done a lot of work and I know what I need. And like, he just was like, you know what, I can't, I can't even give it to you right now. And we tried for a while. And so, you know, I think people tolerate a lot and it takes a lot to walk away from a marriage. And so, you know, they could be, people could be like unhappy for years before they even walk away. Yeah. We see that so often, like with that betrayal, I feel like people are, I've seen it like one of my friends, like in his marriage when that fell apart and I thought they had a good marriage. And then I find out after he's like, oh, I've been cheating on her for like a year. Like, and now he's married to the other woman and they've been together for like six years and they're doing great. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just leave her in the first place? And he's like, well, it was what I knew and it didn't seem like it mattered. I was like, you cheating on her for so long what did you think was going to happen and he was like well we didn't want to have to figure out like the house and then they had pets they didn't have kids he was like well that was just kind of how our life was and we just kept going with it because we didn't know what else to do like she knew kind of and I'm just like 
you could have avoided the whole situation if you had just communicated about it and walked away from it in the first place. Like you don't yeah. have to try and make something work that's not working. If you are, well, I do think maybe with an extensive amount of counseling, you can come back from a cheating experience. I don't want to say never, it never happens, but if you're in a situation where you're going to cheat on someone or you get cheated on, you probably don't want that person. And it's really better just to like save face and walk away. Mm-hmm. So to anyone who's listening, if you have been cheated on or if you are cheating on your partner, just end it now. It's gonna, it's gonna suck. It's gonna, it's gonna freaking suck. Breaking up sucks. No matter what, at some point on both sides, breaking up freaking sucks. But better for it to suck now than to suck so much worse in a couple months if you keep lying and you get caught. It's just gonna spiral. Just be honest, guys. Just be honest. That's all we ask. Ah, exactly. Communication, right? Everything. Everything is communication. And if your partner's not good at communication, try. See what you can do. There's there's too much on the internet and there are too many books and there are too many resources that will help you communicate with your partner. Mm-hmm. Well said. I mean, I've Googled so many things. I thought I was ready to get married. Oh, buddy, we were not. I've read so many marriage books and we've done so much growth, but it's always, it's always a growing process. Like learning to communicate with another human who cannot read your mind. I want to emphasize this again, ladies. He cannot read your mind. You probably can't even read your own mind. You have to communicate have to communicate. <laughs> Is that something you guys work on? Because obviously they're your clients, they're learning to know what they want and how to put themselves first. Do you work on like helping them communicate that with like a new guy? Be like setting those expectations early on, having those maybe harder conversations about like what they want and what they expect early on. Is that something that you guys work on? Yeah, well, I would say more of what we focus on is getting clear on right, what you want, what you need and starting off with boundaries. Boundaries is huge when you are like moving on from your ex, starting life as a single woman, being single, dating, and then even getting into a relationship again, because that really draws a line between you and the other person. And that is actually like the quality of your boundaries is really equivalent to the quality of all your relationships, because you're really saying like, this is what I need. And this is how you can give it to me. So it's that communication, right? So, you know, like, for example, you being with your husband 24 seven, I'm sure there's a lot of conversations around that. But you could really just say, you know, like, hey, like first thing in the morning, like I need my quiet time for 20 minutes. So I'd appreciate it. But, you know, if you just don't say anything, I'm just have my space for those 20 minutes. And then we can like have our first chat over a cup of coffee. And that's that open communication. And that's setting that boundary. Because if you're getting annoyed every morning when he's like trying to talk to you and you're trying to meditate or read or whatever it is, but you're not actually saying anything, you're just building resentment a little bit each day. And you're, you know, not standing in what you need. And so that's why it's really beautiful when you're single to have that practice and figuring out what it is like clearly that you want and need and then learning how to effectively communicate that. Because if you know what you want, you know what you don't want, and you know what you aren't going to accept anymore. Even if you have accepted it in the past and it hasn't worked out, you can always change that going forward. I got stuck in toxic relationship after toxic relationship because I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know what I didn't want. So I just kept ending up with the same type of guy who treated me the same way because I was like, well, this is what I know. And some of these things are fine, but I did not have those boundaries. 
I had none of those. Yeah. So I'm like, set boundaries ahead of time. I don't like how you phrase it as what you need and how they can give that to you. That's that I really love. So going forward in 2020, what are you looking forward to the most? What are you the most excited at? What are you working on? What are you hyped about? Ooh, so many things. And it's interesting time because there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. So, you know, normally I like to do like a VIP day for my clients, like get anyone that I've worked with together in person, usually in San Diego, we fly in for that. Um, So we'll see if that happens this year, but really just continuing, I would say to grow my business by helping more and more women become confident in their single status and just like feeling more empowered. And so they're not settling. So I'm definitely going to do more virtual group coaching programs because this one it's called single and thriving and I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with the women in it. So definitely going to continue that. And then just on a personal level, even if I can't professionally have some sort of retreat again this year, it's definitely going to be, I, I can't wait to hop on an airplane again. This is the longest I feel like I've stayed still in a while. So whenever that happens, I'm excited to reconnect with friends and fam. 100%. I have not gone more than three months in years without getting on an airplane. I had to cancel all my Same. trips and I'm just like, I haven't been home in so long. And then we had all these family reunion things and we were, my husband and I were finally at like career points where we can take like a real vacation and now I'm like we are not getting on any airplanes and we are not going to any other countries we are just weird we are not doing that right now so our next trip will be beyond epic because we'll be able to do it and I think I'll be a lot more thankful for it I didn't start traveling till my early 20s it was really new and exciting and I just did it all the time and I was like oh this is the norm now that it's not my norm I'm just like I I can't wait to wait in a TSA line. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait for security to be like, what is this protein powder, ma'am? Let's test it for drugs and explosives. And <gasps> that happened to me. Oh, all painful. T- like TSA like took my bag of baby carrots and was like, ma'am, these are testing for explosives. I'm like, they're carrots. They're <laughs> carrots. It was a whole ordeal. They gave them back to me, but they were like, well, they scanned weird. They are organic carrots. I don't know what they came from, but there were no explosives in my carriage. But I'm ready for that. I'm ready to be not even annoyed at that. Be like, yeah, that's fine. You can go. Have them. Yeah. You want a carrot? Here you go. Exactly. They're delicious. I was eating them in line. So we good. <laughs> so I will have all of your info linked in the show notes so that people can find you. All my single ladies can connect. I'm sure there's going to be a ton who want to get into that group coaching once you do it again, who've been like looking for something like that. And I'm just very excited about that. I love to have my guests kind of close out the show with either a piece of advice that you'd give your younger yourself or like a really good takeaway message. So floor is back to you. Mm, I would say the one piece of advice I would give to my younger self, I would still give to myself today. And that is there is so much wisdom in your body. So really learn to listen to your gut get still and listen to things when they come up. Like if you're out on a date and you have this weird feeling in the pit of your stomach, not like nerves and excitement, but more like this is not the right guy, listen, because your inner guidance system will never, ever lead you astray. Absolutely. Ladies, you can dip out on a date halfway. Promise. Go to the bathroom, literally tell the waiter, they will point you out the back door. Done it. (laughs) 100% have done it. I was just, I told the waitress, I was, I'm super uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. Do you have a back door? He's picking up the tab. She walked me out the back and I caught a cab home. That's a beautiful example of listening to your gut. (laughs) 
it's okay to balance. Like you are under no obligation to finish a date or talk to somebody ever again. You are not. If it feels exactly. wrong, you can get out of there. That is advice that I took as my younger self and I wish I had taken more often, but absolutely listen to your intuition. If they feel like a creep, they're probably a creep. <laughs> they feel like a jackass, probably a jackass just you don't owe anything right you don't owe anything to anyone so listen to yourself because you are the end all you are the most important person in your life it is not selfish to think that you are stuck with you for the rest of your freaking life that is you are you whether you are single dating divorced married in a multi-person relationship you are you at the end of the day so I am very, very thankful that you were here to hang out, give my single ladies plenty of hope that they too can thrive in singledom. And maybe some of them will safely get on an airplane and travel and live the best life that they possibly can because you are a shining example of the best comeback story. Mm, Thank you so much. I had so much fun doing this with you. Thank y'all.